Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, sleep tight stories. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-making conversations. Here we go. It's Monday. Monday-making conversations. That's what I do. I talk. I talk a lot. I have a lot to think, a lot of things to say. Welcome to another episode of podcast or radio show or talk show or Whatever you want to call it, I'm here to deliver information. This is Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is an award-winning civil rights attorney, autism advocate, best-selling author, TV host, and a legal analyst for CNN. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversations, Ariva Martin. Hello, Rashawn. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Good, good. Ariva, so you're on the West Coast, correct? Yes, Los Angeles. What time? Because I, you know, I'm on the East Coast, and I, I don't care what time I call Ariva or email her, she responds. So, what time do you get up on the West Coast, Ariva? <laughs> well, I have a pretty strict exercise regime that I follow. So, mm-hmm. in order to do everything I need to do in the morning before I hit the gym, I get up around five a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Okay, get up at five a.m. Because she'll respond back to you. That's what I love about her. You know, so obviously the phone is always near you because you are always making yourself available to breaking news or breaking political news for CNN, correct? Yes. And because my job is breaking news, you know, and news breaks uh, in this world we live in today, 24-7, I'm always checking my news sites to see what's going on, what's hot, what's, you know, what's trending. 
because I never know when I'm going to have to show up and start talking about what's happening or get a call or email saying, did you see this story or what are your thoughts? What are your, you know, your, your opinions? And uh, I'm a news junkie. I love it. So I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm enriching myself. And it, it's what I love. I love news. So I can't consume enough of it. Now, CNN, being an analyst on CNN, you know, everybody wants jobs and how did that opportunity come to you? And how do you, like I said, you always told me you enjoy the news. You, you, you stay on top of it naturally anyway. How did the opportunity come to you? Well, that's a good question. I get asked that question a lot. And you're right. Lots of people. This is a, a lawyer friend of mine in Los Angeles. Every time he sees me, he says, Ariba, I want your job. <laughs> uh, but I, I was very fortunate. I started uh, guest uh, appearing. You know, I did made myself available to some local news channels here in Los Angeles uh, to talk about a bunch of local topics and, and things that were in the news in the Los Angeles community. And starting out doing those local news segments led me to uh, getting some opportunities to talk on national TV. And it wasn't just CNN. It was MSNBC. It was Fox. It was uh, ABC News and other national news outlets is where I actually started. And before I actually became a paid contributor and a contracted with CNN, I would frequently appear sometimes in, in one day on four or five different networks, wow. uh, including uh, the BBC and uh, Good Morning Britain and some shows that only, uh, you know, can be uh, shows that are aired outside the country. Right. Now, let me ask you this. So what you do, I think is is opinionated. Uh, it has to be fact driven. Do you feel pressure? Do you feel to get it right, or or because of the fact that it is an opinion, but it is fact based? How do how do you deal with that? Yeah, no, that is a good question too, Rashawn. And yes, I do feel pressure to be accurate because people follow me, people watch me, people uh, quote me, they recite what they hear me say, and I take that very seriously. And when I uh, give my opinion or I, you know, weigh in on issues. And I'm talking, you know, some of the biggest issues in, in this country from abortion rights to sexual harassment to, you know, the political debates that we just had uh, with the Democratic uh, candidates, uh, police brutality, police shootings. I mean, all of the big issues that, that are in the news every day, I typically am weighing in on. And I want the information I provide to be accurate. I don't want it to be, quote, unquote, fake news. I, I don't want to give the wrong statistics. I don't want to mislead people about the facts. So I, I often tell people for a three-minute segment that I'm doing, I may spend three to five hours researching and reading and not just one outlet or one opinion or one source, but reading and listening to videos and, and getting as much factual background as I can, because unfortunately so much, there's, there's a lot of noise in the, the news. Uh, there's so many different sites. There's so many different sources. And unfortunately now you may have a story that's released and it'll be picked up by a hundred different outlets. And that story may contain a bunch of inaccuracies. And everybody just picks up on it and starts reciting it as if it is accurate. But when you do your research and dig deeper, you'll learn that maybe some of the facts, the facts or information cited 
are actually inaccurate. So I think I have a responsibility as someone who has a large platform to make sure that I'm using that platform in a responsible way. Well, you've always been responsible when I've spoken to you. Uh, your background out of St. Louis, uh, uh, inner city, you know, grew up in the inner city, and you went east, and I was a Harvard grad, and now you're west. You have a law firm with your husband uh, based in Los Angeles, Martin & Martin. How is that work, you know, working in that environment of trying to maintain a balanced life? Because we want to get you your kids because that's, that's a major part of your balanced life because, like you see, you're up at five. You, I, I read your resume. I didn't even know this. You, you, you run 5K races? Yeah, I, I became an avid runner. I was doing half marathons a couple of years ago. Uh, and I kind of half switched marathon. up my okay, routine. Okay. Half marathon. Rashawn, not even close to half, maybe <laughs> trotting. I'm trotting. <laughs> but you yeah, just, I have a friend that's a marathoner, and she got me excited and geeked about running. So I, I was I was pretty hardcore for a while. I, I've kind of switched up, and I'm working out more in the gym now. But I still I'm going to do a 5K on the 4th of July here to celebrate the holiday. But, you know, you mentioned balanced life, and it is so important, whether you're a woman or a man, that you have not only what you do professionally to earn a living, but what you do socially, what you do for the community, what you do to just even, you know, gratify yourself and, and uh, you know, enrich your own soul. So I'm all about uh, self-care, self-love. Uh, I'm also about, you know, finding those opportunities to do those things that, that really help you know, uh, keep you going, those things that motivate you, that inspire you, that uh, give you a sense of renewal. And, and it sometimes can get lost. And I hear a lot of women, I, I do a lot of speaking around the country, particularly to women business owners and professionals and aspiring entrepreneurs. And that's always the biggest question. You know, can I have it all? Can I have a family? Can I have a husband or a partner or a spouse and children and you know, be successful in whatever my career choices are. Uh, Ariva, uh, we mentioned earlier about you being a, a autism advocacy you know, advocate, and uh, your youngest son has autism, and you started the Special Needs Network. And on July twenty seventh, uh, Holly Robinson, Pete, and her husband will be honoring you in a tremendous program that I will be in attendance. I will be there. Uh, also, along uh, being honored that same night to be Eva Langoria. Uh, when you're being honored, because recognitions have come to you on a regular basis because you are passionate about it, because it is a personal uh, concern with yours. To be honored on that event on July 27th, what does that mean for your brand? What does it mean to the attention you're trying to bring to the cause of autism? Because also, Holly Robinson Pete and Rodney Pete have a, have a son who has autism as well. Yeah, I'm excited about it. You know, Rodney and Holly and I have uh, collaborated in the past, so they have a foundation. Uh, that works, they do a lot of work with adults with autism. They've opened up a couple of centers that provide job training. Uh, the, the work that my organization does is different in that we've really focused on underserved, poor communities, early intervention, early detection, and providing autism behavioral therapies for kids as well as advocacy training for their parents, and we've also focused a lot on legislation. We've been really the drivers of some key laws that have been passed in the state of California, and we've consulted uh, at the national level on several federal pieces of legislation. So it's great when you have organizations, you know, whether it's Save the Wells or Save the Children, that have common goals, common purposes. So 
for those organizations to figure out ways to work together. When I first started my organization, you know, people would always ask me about Holly, and, you know, Holly tells me people always ask her about me. But what I, I'm excited about is an opportunity to show her audience, which she has this really fabulous event she gives every summer. She's at the 21st or 23rd year, but it's, it's been going strong, and autism and Parkinson's disease, which her dad had Parkinson's, but now her brother has Parkinson's. But I just took the opportunity for me to show the autism and the broader social justice disability community that, you know, here are two nonprofits run by African-American families who have been touched by this disorder. And, you know, we're working together for a common goal, which is helping thousands, not billions of other families have children or adults on the autism so I'm excited about it, excited to see you, excited to see, uh, you know, the, the, the great group of people that Holly and Rodney bring together every year. It's a star-studded event. Yes, it's it is. July 27th, Malibu, California. Yeah, beautiful space in Malibu, overlooking the ocean. Uh, just a lovely evening. Ariva, your phone is going in and out. Is, uh, <laughs> are you walking around or... You, your phone no, is no, no. I'm in the same location. I haven't. Okay, cool. Because it's going in and out. Sometimes you're clear. Sometimes you're not clear. And I just want to make sure oh, that. Uh, sorry. No problem. Yeah, no. I was saying, you know, it's a big party, but with a really incredible purpose. Right. Well, the thing about it is that you know we've got two minutes, less than two minutes left, and I know you're branching out into uh, doing your own productions. Uh, you know, executive producing your own shows and uh, pitching your own ideas. Why is that a desire? You're, you know, you're a successful lawyer, you're an advocate, and you have a voice in social media, you're being recognized as a, a, as a legal analyst on CNN. Why is it important for you to produce your own projects? You know, I feel, Rashawn, I've always had lots of stories inside of me. And I've told those stories on different platforms via social media. I contributed tons of articles to online and, and print publications like Time, uh, Motto.com, and CNN.com. And I've just I've been a writer pretty much throughout my career. Right. And TV is another medium through which I get to tell stories. So I am excited about this new chapter. I get to add producer title uh, to my, you know, long list of, of <laughs> things that I've been able to accomplish in my life. And, and it just is another way that I get to tell what I think are important stories, what I think are stories that will not only inform and, and educate, but stories that will also inspire and motivate and, and, and cause people to take action in their own communities and in, other, and in their own lives. Uh, as an advocate, that's what my whole journey is about is, Amazing. you know, being the voice for the voiceless, but also helping other people find their voice. Reva. I want to thank you for calling my show. You are amazing. You know I'm a big fan of yours, and I will be seeing you probably. I will be seeing you before July 27th, but definitely be there to uh, wish you well. Keep winning, okay? I was looking for a better way to check in on our house while I was at work, and a friend recommended Blink. I was skeptical, but decided to give it a shot, and I bought a Blink camera system. With our last security system... False alarms, wires everywhere, and monthly fees we couldn't get out of. My bad, but our Blink system is different. They're motion-activated cameras that work inside and outside. They're wire-free, easy to set up, and they run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years. Total peace of mind. And Blink camera systems start at under 80 bucks with no subscriptions. 
We were on vacation, and I got an alert on my smartphone that motion was detected at our front door. I checked my Blink app, and I saw it was just my cool new device being delivered. Hey, we agreed no new devices except Blink. Just kidding. Not kidding. With Blink camera systems starting under 80 bucks, home security just got easier. Go to BlinkProtect.com slash secure. BlinkProtect.com slash secure. BlinkProtect.com slash secure. Blink is an Amazon company, and it works with Alexa. My next guest is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta. Proud member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. She's a host, financial guru, a best-selling author of financial self-help books, and an ordained minister. So, you know, I can't be too, you know, to, you know, me, I be edgy sometimes, you know. I got to be all right. I got to stay right in that lane with her. Her new book, The Symphony, A Guide to Creating and Balancing Multiple Streams of Income, is published. And I have been reading it all weekend right here. I carried it on the plane. Went to Houston this weekend. Had it in my bag. So I was reading it on the plane. A lot of pages are folded. Today on my show, we'll be sharing her secrets on how to monetize all of your gifts to create a beautiful symphony of income streams. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation for the very first time, Dr. Lynn Richardson. Well, good morning, and thank you so much, Mr. McDonald. Thank you. I'm honored to be here with you. Well, I'm honored to have you because we met many times. We've talked uh, other projects that you've been involved in. She's been to the Hoodie Awards with my favorite person, MC Light, and that's how yes. I got to meet her. You know, she knows my girl, my yeah. business partner. That's her business partner. She knows how I feel about MC Light now. And so, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> but it's all yes, about you, Dr. A Lynn. Legend, a living legend. Yeah, you know, it's all about you on this show right now, Dr. Lynn Richardson. Um, um, I wanted to talk about, because I always talk about multiple streams of income, and that's in your title of your book. What exactly is multiple streams of income just to the layman person? It's having uh, more than one way of making money. Uh, and, you know, I wrote this book, uh, Mr. McDonald, because not many people have mastered uh, what you have mastered over your career, and that is applying strategy to uh, finances. And I was in my 20s, and I had a whole bunch of jobs. It was like, my name is Lenny, and I got plenty from good times. <laughs> I could tell you some lighter, some insurance. You could come to my house on a Saturday. I could do your hair, your nails, uh, nails help you write an insurance policy, get a job, quit a job, whatever it was. But I was like being on a treadmill. I was running fast and going nowhere. Right. I was unfulfilled, and I certainly was not monetizing any of those income streams um, the way I thought I would. Uh, and the whole idea that many of us are serial entrepreneurs, uh, creative people who come up with ideas and think it's the next best thing to do, and you jump on board and you get in there and you find out it's not what you thought it was or it's more work than you think it is. And so I wrote this book for people like me who needed to find their way, uh, to find purpose, to find strategy, uh, but more importantly to figure out that you can do it all, but you just not, you can't do it all at the same time. Let's back up a step here because you was talking about, you know, when you was doing insurance, you was doing hair, you was doing nail, you was doing, you had all these skill sets, giving out all this advice, but there was no check tied to the, giving out the advice. Why? Well, there was no check tied to them because I didn't have a strategy. <laughs> right, right. You mm-hmm. know, I, I talk about the personality of an entrepreneur and, and the, one of them is the dreamer. The mm-hmm. dreamer thinks everything is going to be great. The dreamer yes. thinks that mm-hmm. this idea is a great idea, and it probably is. 
But if you don't have a thinker, see, see, that's what you have said, Mr. McDonald, a thinker. The thinker is the strategist. The thinker is going to ask all the questions that the dreamer doesn't want to hear. The thinker is going to say, now, how are we going to do this? What is the plan? How are we going to roll this out? Who are we in business with? How much does it cost? How much work does it actually take? Uh, and so on. And then the other part of it is the storyteller. Who's going to tell the story? You've said that to me many times. Who's going to market it? Who's mm-hmm. going to put it out there? Mm-hmm. Who's going to get it into the universe? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, that, that last thing, who is the hunter? The mm-hmm. hunter is always seeking new opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you can be a dreamer with a great idea, but if you don't have a strategy in place to build relationships, to get leads, to get new business opportunities, to get new contracts signed, then your dream will become a nightmare. And so I think that's the reason why people don't fulfill what it is that they see, because they don't think of all of those different steps. We really, it's really great. Uh, I'm talking to Dr. Lynn Richardson. Uh, We're discussing her new book, The Symphony, A Guide to Creating and Balancing Multiple Streams of Income. The reason I I was excited about having you on the show, because... um, to give where I'm at, you know, experience, but uh, just confidence, uh, the ability to say, hey, that costs, if you want me to talk about that, if you want me to walk over there and talk to you about that, that comes with a fee. Because it's really tied to fear because people need to understand that a lot of times we like the attention. We like people coming to us, asking us for advice. But guess what? If you put a price tag on it, they might stop coming. Well, there you go. Well, guess what? You want them to stop coming because you want to stop being free. That's you, right. You want That's them to right. stop coming to me saying, oh, Rashawn, he'll tell you. Guess what? Somebody around the corner with lesser value, lesser experience is actually charging for your services while you're over there, Mr. Popular, arm spread, welcoming in all this, all this busy work and not getting paid for it. And that's why I wanted to That's say right. when she was talking about all those different jobs, all those different opportunities, is a lot of us just tied to She was popular. She was super popular. But the income wasn't tied to it because sometimes deep inside, you don't know how to turn that corner, to turn that corner to say, hey, I like being popular, but guess what? This is what it's going to cost. And then you would agree to this as well, Dr. Lynn Richardson, is that what is that value? How, do, how does a person get that value point of what their services are. Can you expound on that? Yes. You know, it's interesting that you say that, and I have to, you know, kind of say amen to what you just said, because in all too many cases, uh, people think that they can call and ask for advice and that there's no price tag attached to it. And I tell people this. It's like if you call the attorney and you want the attorney to give you some advice. Don't you know that that's what the attorney is selling? Advice. Mm -hmm. If you go to the grocery store, you're going to get a loaf of bread. You cannot walk out of the store with a loaf of bread and not pay. So you're not going to get a loaf of bread at the attorney's office. You're not going to get a loaf of bread at Rashawn McDonald's office. You're not going to get a loaf of bread at my office. You're actually going to get a strategy. You're going to get advice. You're going to get an idea. You're going to get a new thought process. And there's a cost attached to that. And this is so funny because, you know, I always talk I talk about hiring your kids to work in your home-based business. Mm-hmm. And my oldest daughter, she was in her teens and she was rebelling, and I was telling her the same thing over and over again. Then one day I decided, no, I'm going to start charging you. I make $450 an hour to give people advice. So when you do something that I have already told you not to do, and now I have to tell you how to undo what you did, you're going to have to pay me for my advice because this is no longer parenting. This is now counseling, and you're going to have to pay a fee. And the first time I charged her a fee, a counseling fee, 
to talk to me, it, it, it changed everything around. So I would start by saying, if, you, if you're trying to identify your value, find someone who's great at what they do mm-hmm. in your area, discover what their fees are, and then you adjust accordingly. So if you know that you are into business strategy and you know that Rashawn McDonald does X, Y, and Z, but you are a beginner, you can't charge what Rashawn McDonald charges. No. But you can scale it up or down depending on your level of expertise. You can ask me any question about money in any area, and I've worked it. I've been a financial aid counselor. I've been in investments. I've been in insurance and mortgages. So it was a very natural experience. However, if people are ready to get your service and you are not ready to service them, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Everybody who went on national television wasn't successful. I know one person right now who went on Mr. Harvey's show, talked about a service, and got inundated with 36,000 phone calls in one day. Mm. Didn't have a toll-free number to capture all those calls. Didn't have a system in place to make sure that if the person called, you would get an email for the message and a text for the message and the message on your phone so you could figure out how to distribute the process of answering those calls. So... It, it was a massive, it was a massive influx of people inquiring how to get their finances straight, buying books, wanting help. And Rashawn, every single day, I'm, I'm up at 6 a.m. on days when I'm not traveling, and I'm talking to regular, everyday people <laughs> about regular, everyday money problems. Because what happens, they see me doing it for some family on television, but they want to know how they can have that for themselves. So I, I set up a fast. F-A-S-T, it's a financial assessment strategy session, Mm. and it's 10 minutes. And if you send me your budget, I send you all the steps, what you need to do. Mm. I'll give anybody 10 minutes. I'll give anybody 10 minutes of my time to help change their life. And and so that's what it's been. But the work is just beginning. That's what it really showed me, uh, Mr. McDonald, that it's not over and I have not arrived. The work is just beginning because there's so many millions of people who are living check to check or worse, check to Monday, which is my other book. I'm going to send you that one, too, Mm -hmm. who need a plan to get out of financial bondage. Well, this is an amazing uh, interview. I'm mad because I don't know why I've not had you on this show before. You are brilliant. You are entertaining. You have a common sense about you that uh, the world needs to hear on a regular basis. Definitely we'll be posting your book. Uh, Go to Amazon. Dot com and Dr. Lynn Richardson. You can do a name search on that. It's Lynn, as L-Y-N-N, Richardson, doctor. Uh, the Symphony, a guide to creating and balancing multiple streams of income. Um, wow. When, when, when you in closing, we have a minute left. What, what, what one point of advice that people make a mistake on that you wish they would stop? I wish people would stop trying to rush the process. And to your point, Mr. McDonald, you haven't had me on before because I didn't come out before. Mm. I was very comfortable being mm. behind the scenes. Mm. I was, as, as a matter of fact, I was too comfortable being behind the scenes. <laughs> Russell wanted me to come out. MC Light wanted me to come out. Mm-hmm. But I didn't start speaking and teaching on this level until, I, until it was time. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be... Mm-hmm. trying to help another person mm. and then helping myself. Mm. By helping them, I am helping myself. Mm. It's okay. Mm. So that's a part of the symphony as well. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Master your lane. And what I showed that I could do is I could help catapult 
a platform to another level. And once I did that for MC Light and Russell Simmons and Lil Mama and Sheila E and her foundation and whatever wow. the case may be. Dr. Lane, was- I got to let you go. It is amazing. Uh, she's back. I was looking for a better way to check in on our house while I was at work. And a friend recommended Blink. I was skeptical, but decided to give it a shot, and I bought a Blink camera system. With our last security system... False alarms, wires everywhere, and monthly fees we couldn't get out of. My bad, but our Blink system is different. They're motion-activated cameras that work inside and outside. They're wire-free, easy to set up, and they run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years. Total peace of mind. And Blink camera systems started under 80 bucks with no subscriptions. We were on vacation, and I got an alert on my smartphone that motion was detected at our front door. I checked my Blink app, and I saw it was just my cool new device being delivered. Hey, we agreed no new devices except Blink. Just kidding. Not kidding. With Blink camera systems starting under 80 bucks, home security just got easier. Go to BlinkProtect.com slash secure. BlinkProtect.com slash secure. BlinkProtect.com slash secure. Blink is an Amazon company, and it works with Alexa. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.RashawnMcDonald.com. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. My next guest is a planner. He's a guy who don't allow setbacks to hold him back. When he see opportunity, he leaps forward. My next guest is a uh, Billboard number one selling singer, songwriter, recording artist from Dallas, Texas. See, I'm from Houston, Texas, so I know Dallas, 240 miles of I-45 north. So I've been up there. In fact, I bought my first Mercedes-Benz in Dallas, Texas. Drove it down, 1997. The Dallas Navis has performed on the Smash NBC series The Voice, has recorded six acclaimed studio albums, and a Christmas collection released on an acclaimed, uh, in an acclaimed book, starting two films, headline a concert and conference tours all over the world. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man from Dallas, Texas, Anthony Evans. Hey, hey, Rashawn, how, how, you, how you feeling? I'm just hyped, man. I'm just hyped because, I, you know, we've been trying to connect and we finally connected on this interview today because I wanted to bring you a Money Making Conversation because, you know, I'm a type of person that every every Tuesday I meet with my uh, my 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 producers and they, they, they pitch out people, they recommend people who would be great for the show, who have great stories. And I just, when they told me your story, you know, I just felt I, I wanted to hear it from you and talk about what drives you. That's the one first question I want to ask you, Anthony, what drives you to be successful? You know what? There, there are a few things that drive me. The first thing I think about is, is being able to excellence drives me actually being able to find the, the, um, a way to another way avenues to be excellent that that drives me at what I do when it comes to being on the stage and off the stage, but when it comes to planning tours and events, but also 
uh, what drives me is, is feeling like I'm actually fulfilling what I was born to do, what I was called to do. That is a driving force to me. So excellence and then being in the center of what I know I'm supposed to be doing um, and not settling, that, that, those, are, those are the driving factors for me. And then, so when somebody tells you, I would tell you about me, a little bit about me, you know, like uh, okay. my degree is in mathematics. And so mm-hmm. and I was just in college, I was doing stand-up comic at night, stand-up comedy at night. And so, really? you know, people were just like telling, you know, you're not going to be Eddie Murphy. You know, people really tell you, your friends and your family uh-huh. can actually hold you back. I'm just let you know that, right? Yeah. They can, yes. They can, yes. The people who are so close to you can actually be the people who put the nail in you. Oh, uh, boy, you're wasting mm-hmm. your time. Mm-hmm. You're wasting your time. And so, so, and so when I left IBM to, to, to do stand-up comedy, they really thought I was crazy, and so so when mm-hmm. I when I look at you and uh, and because so, you know you you're now living in the Los Angeles area, so you you're transplant. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. well, how did you under, under overcome people telling you what you couldn't do versus achieving what you are achieving? Well, I had a I'm very grateful for my for my family. My family has always been very supportive of me before I even knew what my ability was and what I was going to actually end up doing. My parents spotted it in me first before I actually knew that I sang the, the way that I sing or knew that I had the ability in music. They spotted it and then they started to, they, they started to cultivate that before I was even wanting to do it. So I'm very grateful and I, uh, for that. But then I also watched my dad who is from both, both my parents. My mom is from South America. My dad is from the inner city of Baltimore and stats would say that they aren't supposed to be who they are now, <laughs> but I watched them not operate upon what stats so they, they were not defined by what the statistics said they should be. And they would step into situations where they were the odd man out. They were different. They were like, where are you from? You know, th- those kind of vibes happened because they weren't th- the traditional person that was expected to be where they were. But they walked in there knowing what their ability was and let everybody's um, knowledge of let, let everybody figure, figure out what they already knew. They would walk into a room and be like, eventually y'all will figure out that we're supposed to be here, but until then, we're going to stay here. We're not going to leave because y'all think we're not supposed to be here. So I watched that my whole life, and so now it created a scenario. It created a drive in me where I, I am, from my, my nature, likes to choose faith over fear and courage over comfort. That, that's just because I know on the other side of that there is something bigger, broader, and better waiting for me when I choose faith over fear or courage over comfort. That, that's how I've gotten to the place I am. It's because of my, my family. Now, now you you appeared on uh, The Voice, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Now, uh-huh. I, I'm just trying to remember because I saw some. I was looking at some photos, and I was, uh, and you know, I, I'm a, I'm one of those uh, surfers. You know, I look at television, uh-huh. and I, I just go from channel yes. to channel. And now, now, did you sing a, a Marvin Gaye song on The Voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't into that song. I wasn't into that. That. that I mean, I love Marvin Gaye, but I wasn't. You but know, I'm gonna tease you, man. I'm, don't don't tease him. You threw down, Anthony. I, I, see, I'm oh, a Marvin Gaye because you know people have told me I look like Marvin Gaye, so I'm a Marvin Gaye fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna let uh-huh. you know that you put I, you put me in the right angle, put me into the right darkness. I'm Marvin Gaye all day long, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and, right. and when you did that, Marvin, Gaye, I said, "Wow, wow!" Because you know, certain artists you just can't do. And I remember, right. I remember, because because uh, because uh, at the time, uh, Aguilera was still one of the judges, correct? Yeah, she 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 was my coach on the show. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh-huh. you. I would do. Don't hey hey that might you might not have felt it, but you hit it though. Uh, okay, thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> it. Which it's hard to feel that scenario in general where you a, a quiet room and four backs. You know what I mean? Right, people right. normally face you when you sing. Like you're trying to get people to 
turn around. It's just a weird feeling. It's and a, I come from the church. I come from church world. So I'm like, what, what's going on? You know, you right, see, you know right, I mean? right. I understand what you're saying because you're used to people giving it, being inspired by your voice, being inspired by your movement. And you're looking at four chairs, you're going, okay, okay. And then then as the song goes along, who it starts eating on you. Who's going to turn around? Who's going to turn yeah, around? Who exactly. gonna, they're not going to do me like this. It's a lot of emotions that run in your head when you're actually performing on the voice because you have to convince four chairs to turn around. And as you sing yeah, and they and don't no, t- turn around, you go, okay, really? On national TV? Yeah, really? And, and normally you convince them, you convince people to turn around normally with intensity and kind of going off and doing the most, but Marvin Gaye didn't do that. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was choosing in my head to honor Marvin Gaye and sing the song the way he would, which is chill, but I, but the way you got those chairs to turn around was by doing the most. And mm-hmm. so I was I'm conflicted in my head mm-hmm. because it's just, a, it's just a weird feeling to try to, and, you know, he, he is the antithesis of doing the most. He just oh, was him, absolutely. and everybody loved him. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I was trying to absolutely. figure it out. But anyway. No, no, but, but some... I just want to let you know, I know of your abilities from that time frame. Now, prior to that, you had already dropped an album, correct? Yeah, I, I actually had three. I had three albums out before The Voice. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was weird going to the show, because people were like, you already have a career, you're doing the... And that, that goes back to what I was saying a minute ago, which is choosing courage over comfort and faith. I could have been comfortable and just stayed where I was, but mm-hmm. this was an opportunity to do something broad. I knew people would have stuff to say, like, what are you doing on a comp? Like, why would you do... You know, people talk, but <laughs> fast forward to what's going on in my life, because of that show and the, the people... In that 90 seconds during a battle round, I sang in front of 15 million people. At that point, that's how many people were watching the show. And mm-hmm. what happened after the show, because I chose to be, to move, to, to push through that moment of like, ah, should I be here or not, mm-hmm. has been amazing. Stuff has happened off camera that no, y'all wouldn't know about unless I told you, but it's, it's major. We mentioned the boys. We mentioned the albums. Everything. What, what, what is your message? What is your general purpose? I always tell people that I'm constantly building uh, content so I can just push down my efforts so people can look at, understand I am, I'm a 360 brand. And so, yeah. and so, like, you know, I mentioned The Voice, and before The Voice, you had already dropped three CDs. You know what I'm saying? And you're about to mm-hmm. go on a fall tour with your sister. What, 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 is, yeah. the, what, what is the plan? You know, you got the, you got the turnkey company. You're reaching masses. You know, you even knew the fact that, hey, when you was on divorce, you were seen by 15 million. You're very calculated right. in your approach, and you're a planner, correct? Right. Yes, yes, I am very calculated in, in my approach. And I can answer your question on, on two sides. I'll answer it first from the business side, um, because that's obviously what we're here, what we're here to talk about. Um, the business side is I want to work hard. Basically, I want to work hard in these years of creating new concepts and ideas so that I'm diversified. And that's just a a basic, you know, that's just basic as it relates to money business. I want to be diversified because I'm also aware of the fact that in entertainment, especially, or in, I do gospel music, but in, in, in entertainment in general, I have to be aware that there's always some new talent coming. And eventually, down the road, I'll be 55 years old, and there'll be some other 28, 35-year-old that, that is doing it. I don't want you to have to go out and sing. I don't want you to feel like, you know, anybody need me to come sing because i got to pay them more. I, I don't want to feel that. It made me think of what are other ways I can be intuitive about what um, using uh, branches of this ability, not, not going way off, and that was starting a production company. And that's also the vocal uh, vocal arranging and contracting, which started because of the voice. Like uh, uh, We didn't talk about that, but I've vocal arranged and contracted for Kanye and 2 Chains and Tyler, the creator of the last album, and Blackish and all these 
different TVs because of the chance I took on myself going to The Voice. So it started to diversify me. So the goal on the business side is to be diversified to where I don't have to. I get to do what I want to do. I'm doing what um, I'm living kind of in a state of um, of, of developing that so that later on I, I don't have a lot of have tos. I can I can operate from a place of want to, not have to. Yes, sir. Then, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I call that side, I, I call that multiple sorry, streams of income on this show that you just talked about. It's yeah, called multiple absolutely. streams of income. Like you said, hey, man, when I wake up, if somebody tell me no, I go, I just go back to sleep. That's just one, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, that's over with? Okay, cool. Okay, cool. My wife look at me. She know I don't stress. I don't, I, yep. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in a position where somebody tells, one person tells me my 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 gig's over with, my life's over, my, my last check's over with. That can't happen with me. I've learned that. Yep. I've learned that. And that's all you're telling my listeners and my viewers. Exactly, exactly. And then the, the other point, just real quick, I was going to touch on is that my purpose also is not just to be um, about, the, not well, because I'm a gospel singer, I'm not just trying to be about the bottom line, which is very important, but I also want to make sure that the work I'm doing is resonating in people's hearts and their souls. And, and I, there's, there'll be a story to tell above and beyond money or number ones. Because those can come and go, but but what happens in the lives of the people that you're impacting, whatever field you're in, it happens to be more obvious with me because of what I do. But I think that that the peace and the emotional health and spiritual health that comes from that is all, also has a value. May not be a monetary value, but there is something to be said about making a good living and being excited about what's happening in you and others emotionally and spiritually. I believe it's all tied together. That's all prosperity to me. That's all um, being wealthy to me. It, 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 it goes beyond just a bank account. I love this dude. Uh, you're from Dallas, Texas. I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm a yes, foodie. Sir. I'm a foodie. I got a, I got 90 seconds left in this show. Um, I'm going to just tell you this. Uh, you know how the, the best food in the world is in Houston, Texas now. I'm just going to let y'all know that. Dallas, Houston, Texas in general. Let's just make it Texas in general. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Anthony, I know you've been in Houston now. What, I where have. do you Lupe where, Tortilla? Ooh. Lupe Tortilla is where we live in Houston. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. Lupe, he's not lying. Lupe Tortilla <laughs> has the, you, you, you get the the pinto beans. They they yeah. Listen, I get the everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna tell you something. I would tell my wife. She go. I come home because I, I live in Houston. I live in Atlanta. She said, "What you want?" I says, "Let's go by Lupe because they serve breakfast in hey. there now." They, go, they, say, they say breakfast. You know, I'm telling the truth. And though, I'm telling you something. Yeah, those beans with the with the little the chip. Oh yep. Lord, no and oh, that's, that's where it starts to me. They got so much going on in there. So yes, I <laughs> I actually had my accountant one time call me and go, "What is this Lupe tortilla place? You need to slow down." Like that's that's how much it means to our family. Means it to Rashad and my wife. We I, I, I'm going to town Saturday. I kid you not, I'll be eating a Lupe tortilla. Can I go to the one right on I-10? It's right around my house. So, Anthony, yes, next sir. time you come to Houston, know that you eating right around my house. You need to call me, boy. Okay, perfect. I got Listen, I, I will hit you up in two seconds. All right, my man. You stay strong. I love you, brother. You keep winning. And always know this is family. Come to me when you need to promote something, okay? Thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. I was looking for a better way to check in on our house while I was at work, and a friend recommended Blink. 
I was skeptical, but decided to give it a shot, and I bought a Blink camera system. With our last security system... False alarms, wires everywhere, and monthly fees we couldn't get out of. My bad, but our Blink system is different. They're motion-activated cameras that work inside and outside. They're wire-free, easy to set up, and they run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years. Total peace of mind. And Blink camera systems started under 80 bucks with no subscriptions. We were on vacation, and I got an alert on my smartphone that motion was detected at our front door. I checked my Blink app, and I saw it was just my cool new device being delivered. Hey, we agreed no new devices except Blink. Just kidding. Not kidding. With Blink camera systems starting under 80 bucks, home security just got easier. Go to BlinkProtect.com slash secure. BlinkProtect.com slash secure. BlinkProtect.com slash secure. Blink is an Amazon company, and it works with Alexa. Wow, money-making conversations. Oh, I've had a great day. I always have a great day. The, my staff told me I came in looking sluggish, but said that I picked up the pace, which is always good to know that uh, they have approved of my energy level <laughs> on Money Making Conversations. Sam, you, I'm, I'm good, Sam. Thumbs up. Sam just gives me the thumbs up. My next guests are a power couple. Hadn't had them on the show in a long time, but they are fantastic. I, last time I was they're in season three of Black Love, and uh, when I had them on season one, at premiere, and it was uh, to great numbers. They're the creators of the popular series Black Love that airs on the OWN Network, um, to great numbers. Uh, in season three, like I stated earlier, the goal is to become the hub for black couples and singles looking to build community and conversation around healthy relationships at every stage of life. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversation, my favorite couple, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Hello. Hello, your favorite couple? <laughs> Absolutely. We'll take it. You got to, you know, because y'all y'all doing what so many people have said is a problem in the in the black community. Not understanding relationships mm-hmm. amongst each other, not communicating with each other, and it also, you know, I don't know, are you helping define what black relationships can be? And they and when I say that, I mean, they can be so many different levels. And so mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I come from a traditional black family, you know, my, from the South. My mom didn't work. She stayed at home. And, and a lot of African-Americans my age have that experience like that. But technology has changed so many things. So the experience mm-hmm. of what black love is, is being communicated differently to so many people. And that's why you are my favorite, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Wow. My favorite couple. That is incredibly kind, and we appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. Tell me what's going on. Season three, brother. Come on now. <laughs> season three? Who told you there was a season three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you seem to have the scoop. I'm going to have the scoop, man. I'm going to have some inf- information, but the thing about it is you guys created this project, yeah. which which I think is really let, – let's, let's go back to the, it getting started, mm-hmm. when it first started, because mm-hmm. it was just an idea. And it was a concept right. where you called, when I say called on favors to get people to uh, uh, reveal themselves in an emotional manner as a couple. Yeah. And then it, and then it aired and voila. Right. So we, um, well, you know, not quite that simple, but you know. <laughs> it felt like voila. Well, it was voila. Come on, Tommy. Why? Aired, Hollywood's a, magic. You a know, lot that. happened for several years before it aired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we certainly called on favors in terms of relationships with, with um, friends and friends of friends and parents of friends mm-hmm. to sit down and have honest conversations. And mm-hmm. Tommy and I have kept it just the four of us in a room, me, mm-hmm. him, and the couple. Right. So there's no gaffer. There's no PA. Wow. There's no, you know. Publicist. There's, yeah. 
the four of us. Tommy does all the production, and I just ask the question. And um, and so we keep it really intimate, and and we've and we've tried to maintain that um, through season one, season two, and uh, what's to come. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? I think you you may have inspired us. I think we should probably make an announcement sometime today. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal, Tommy. You inspire me. Okay, we're gonna talk about a little bit about the things that you guys do outside of uh, uh, outside of uh, you know black love, because of the fact that this is so important. Because mm-hmm. of the fact that black people, we're an interesting group of people. We're interesting people. You know, we don't talk about <laughs> uh, situations when it comes to health issues. We don't. We don't. Mm-hmm. We the last mm-hmm. to talk about mental issues. You know, we don't want to talk about. Definitely want to talk about any sexual issues. Okay, and so mm-hmm. so we, we we live in this little box world of bad information, you know, and so and that, that bad information really doesn't help because guess what, if you if, passing along bad information leads to more ignorance, and so socially and emotionally within our community we live uh, uh, we live in a box of lies I believe right and your mm-hmm. show I I feel uh, starts to peel back the truth mm. and allow people to be honest. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm fans because of the fact that, thank you. It, you know, it's an idea that, that, that only you two could have thought of because of the fact that it, it, it was derived through, through a trail of uh, emotions, through a, an idea that this is the truth and this is what's really right. happening. And we want to reveal it. That's why when right. I watch an episode, you know, it's really intimate to me. And, you know, I, I see them sitting real close to each other on the sofa. You know, nobody's, you know, nobody's worried about the shirt being buttoned up right or the pants tucked too tight. They just, you know, I, I, I be going, okay, they, they could have fixed that shirt right there. But this is, the, but this is, the, this is the moment. You know, I'm being a producer. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me. Sometimes I'm thinking it too, but I'm also like, you know what? I don't want to stop. Right. What, what's, what's happening right now? I don't want to stop someone from sharing something mm-hmm. by making them self-conscious. And so much of it is, you know, like Cody said, it's the four of us in a room. Right. And so when you're sitting down with your friends or with your marriage mentors, if you are fortunate enough to have them and somebody's shirt has had something, you're not going to be like, yo, bro, what's up with your shirt? <laughs> right, 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 right. Because yeah, it, will, it will break the moment because it's like, this is about our story about how we should look. You feel me? Right. And, yeah. And, and that's yes. what that's yes. what you know. I feel that that stops communication within the within the, our black families, and that's why okay. when I when I look at the show when you first came on the show and I and they sent me some uh, some, some some tape to review the show and really get a clear understanding yeah. of the show. My big takeaway was thank you, thank you for allowing us to talk. And what what and in, in, in hearing me speak like this. What has been the most satisfying takeaway for you guys with your show? I think it's been twofold. One, there's a sense of selfishness. And so we started the show because there were a couple of reasons, but one was because we didn't have the examples that we felt we needed in order to be properly equipped and to be able to have a marriage that can sustain. And so we wanted to talk to people who had done it. And so I think we've learned a lot and we're still struggling and working through things, but having gone through these couples and these interviews and this experience has certainly given us tools that uh, helps us day to day. But beyond that, like you said, the idea of 
there, there are two things. We don't see ourselves, or before this, we hadn't seen ourselves much in the right way. Mm-hmm. We were always miscategorized or misrepresented on TV or on social media. And But we knew, sort of like privately, we knew that there were couples that made it work. We knew that, you know, there was a neighbor, their neighbor across the street or that, you know, a couple from the church or whatever it may have been, but they just never got any shine. And so we wanted to be able to show people, no, 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 we are out there as happy, loving couples. And then we wanted to be able to normalize the this understanding of marriage and how things actually work, which is very different than if you take your cues from TV or film. Now, when you say, when I was, when I was reading some of your credits, it was saying uh, the goal is to become the hub, which means that you want to be a curator of content mm-hmm. of black couples and singles looking to build community and conversation mm-hmm. around healthy relationships at every stage of life. Explain that, man. Mm-hmm. Explain that format. So, so with with um, Black Love, the series that is on OWN, um, we, we're able to show couples, married couples making it work and what that requires, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that we notice is that in, in order to have a healthy, happy relationship, a lot of the times the relationships of your past and not, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends exclusively, but your parents, your siblings, your best friends, those relationships being fractured, those relationships having trauma, those relationships being uncomfortable, or as you mentioned, you know, not talking about what's real, um, play a role in your marriage. Right. Because they play a role in your expectations and um, and how you operate in your patterns. And so we actually launched blacklove.com to expand the conversation past marriage. You know, we felt like it was, it was important to keep talking about marriage and partnership, but also to talk about those other, I guess, tenants of one's life and how important it is when we're trying to like build a relationship for decades um, to make sure that those other areas are healthy as well. This is a passion project that I, I, I love talking to you two about because it started with love. It's going to be built on love and it's going to be, you guys are going to become, you know, content creators, content builders, hoarders of this information and distributors of this information. And I think that's amazing that you've been able to find this level of balance in your personal life and your professional life in something that's a passion driven project that can make money. Rashawn, we didn't say we had any balance in our personal life. <laughs> What'd you say? We, I said, we, we didn't say we have any balance in our personal life. You don't have no balance. Have, uh, you do have balance. We have three kids. We have three now, kids under now. three. You, oh, I'm going to tell you something. And... You're talking to me on this radio show right now, this podcast. <laughs> that's balance. Because them kids somewhere else. Somebody, somebody else taking care of. I know what balance is. I got a kid. Okay. When they ain't in the interfere with my life, that is balance. So somebody's taking care of That's the balance I'm talking about. But, what I, but, but I know we have two minutes left, and I wanted to uh, comment, uh, okay. Tommy, comment a little bit on... Uh, uh, with Flint, Michigan, and what's going on there. If you can update us on what's going on up there, I really appreciate it. Uh, it made the news real big, and you know, all of a sudden it just dropped off. What exactly is going on up there? If you can help us out a little bit before we wrap up the interview, because I need one minute left for you guys to give me the dramatic tease. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, so we are doing a project called Flint, and really talented writer-director named Malcolm Mays is directing it, and we partnered with Overbrook on it. And we're shooting it in Flint. And it's a, it's a story where it's not about the Flint water crisis, but the Flint water crisis is the backdrop. And as such, we wanted to try to continue to make sure that people are thinking about it and pushing the narrative because they are still struggling out there. And people just 
it's out of sight, out of mind. And so as such, where the movie's going to be shot in Flint, we're going to use Flint artists. And for us, that was the only thing that we were ever going to do. And so we, we don't, we're not, we don't have dates set yet, mm-hmm. but it'll we'll probably shoot either later this year or mm-hmm. maybe the top of next year, but we're mm-hmm. still figuring out everything. And we got some really awesome talent on board and it's a, it's a meaningful and really cool awesome, project. Awesome. All right, Deb. Cody, you got uh, 45 seconds. Give me that big tease on okay. season three. Okay. So you alluded to it. <laughs> season three of Black Love will return. August 10th. August 10th. Yes! And it's, it's, you heard it here first. You did. Yes! You heard it here first, Rashawn. Like, I'm putting down on banners. I'm creating banners. August 10th. <laughs> July 20th, the Black Summit, Black Love Summit. And... Atlanta, Georgia, August 10th on the OWN Network, the season three premiere of Black Love. Woo! I know how to promote, girl. My favorite couple. Keep winning that. I'm going to see y'all on July 20th. I was looking for a better way to check in on our house while I was at work, and a friend recommended Blink. I was skeptical, but decided to give it a shot, and I bought a Blink camera system. With our last security system... False alarms, wires everywhere, and monthly fees we couldn't get out of. My bad, but our Blink system is different. They're motion-activated cameras that work inside and outside. They're wire-free, easy to set up, and they run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years. Total peace of mind. And Blink camera systems started under 80 bucks, with no subscriptions. We were on vacation, and I got an alert on my smartphone that motion was detected at our front door. I checked my Blink app, and I saw it was just my cool new device being delivered. Hey, we agreed no new devices except Blink. Just kidding. Not kidding. With Blink camera systems starting under 80 bucks, home security just got easier. Go to BlinkProtect.com slash secure. BlinkProtect.com slash secure. BlinkProtect.com slash secure. Blink is an Amazon company, and it works with Alexa. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000-plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. 